Well, it's not quite time for Friday Night Mexican, but it's always time for the Taco Table Podcast. Here's today's episode. A couple of years ago, Chris told me she had run into one of our old sorority sisters at church. We invited her to Friday Night Mexican, and we've had lots of fun getting reconnected ever since. This is the first part of a conversation we had with Michelle Cartwright Jeffcoat, and we go into all kinds of things. We, we talk about COVID, and we talk about parenting, and we talk about some of our glory days on the Sanford campus. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So let's just say some old Zeta from 1989 stumbles onto this podcast that hasn't seen you since 1989. Why don't you give us a nutshell of what you've been doing? Okay. Since well, <laughs> um, I, I became a registered dietitian. Um, I went to yeah, graduate school right out of college and um, got my master's in nutrition and then started working at the hospital, all while also getting married and having two daughters. And I'm no longer married to the, my baby's daddy, but we have <laughs> to the baby daddy. But um, every, we're, all, we're all good. Everybody's, everybody's good. Everybody's fine. Everybody's happy. Um, so really my whole life until what, two or three years ago when my baby graduated was, you know, being a mom and having really spent a lot of time doing stuff with my two daughters, Anna, who is now about to be 24 next month and Mary Elizabeth, who just turned 21. I went back to work around the time that I got divorced at Children's of Alabama, and that is where I still am employed. You've been at Children's since 2009? No, 2007. This is my 14th year back at Children's. You are. I know. I'm a regular professional. Yes, you are. (laughs) So where are your girls? So Anna is in Dallas. She graduated from Swanee and got a job in sales and moved to Dallas. I'm very happy for her that she is you know, living her own life, but I do not like it that she is so far away. Not at all. And then Mary Elizabeth is a, just finished her junior year, about to start her senior year at the University of Alabama, and she is in pre-OT. What are one or two COVID takeaways from your job? Thankfully, the, the, our pedi- the pediatric community, I would say, was far less affected, you know, yes. and by and large, the Children's of Alabama community feels really fortunate that we did not have nearly the impact, you know, negative impact as, as our UAB friends. They had right. it much worse. We do get frequent, frequent information, you know, from the CDC. We're, we're getting information all the time. We have a dashboard on our homepage, I mean, on our employee intranet that they talk about it. And so number one is get vaccinated. The vaccine will will reduce the um, the impact that we're seeing. And number two is we're it's not over yet. Things are much better, and we've learned a lot, but we're not done. And I think there's a big question mark with where we're going next. Like they don't really know how long the immunity lasts. The bottom line is you can relax a little bit, but we're not. It's not done. Yeah. And we still got to be. You still got to be careful and be vigilant and remember that we're not completely out of the woods. Wash your hands. 
for having <laughs> yes <that>. multiple times <laughs> yes that's like we have a hand washing in service that we have to wash every year what how long does that take that hand washing in service yes well, there's there is this whole curriculum that everybody has to do every year it's like you know for hand washing. The hand washing one is like it's part of an infectious disease one. Uh, so there's at least, but there are several slides, and it's like tells you, you know, if you have, if your hands are soiled, you know, you, you, there's, it's like there's a certain criteria about if you wash them with soap and water for 20 seconds, or if you just wash them quick, or if you use hand sanitizer before and after you put on the gloves, when your hands are visibly soiled, it's like there's a lot, you would be surprised, a lot of information. So I'm a freak now about washing my hands all the time. What is the oldest person that's at children's? Like when do y'all stop accepting children? So with our, with chronic kids, it just sort of depends. It depends. There are some chronic diseases that really are childhood diseases that we have not seen a lot of them grow into adulthood until the last 10 years or so. So there are a lot of kids that we will still see at children's because our physicians are the ones who, you know, know how to deal with it. And they, I mean, it's things like cystic fibrosis and there's just some really weird like metabolic disorders and things like that, that there are no adult physicians that know. I've had a patient at the children's hospital before who was 30 because he had a condition that it was kind of rare and he lived longer than I think expected. And so he was in better hands with the people who knew him. Oh, gotcha. But if you walk off the street, it's 18. If, if you are over 18, they're going to send you up the street is what they call it. Up the street. We're going to send you on up to okay. UAB. Kevin calls it what? The big house. The big house. Of UAB? <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's a you know, at the Highlands, which is a smaller version. So he, you know, he talks about the main campus being the big house. (laughs) Okay. So if UAB is the big house and children's is the little house, then Highlands, UAB Highlands is the guest house. house. He loves, I mean, he loves it because it's small enough that it's kind of got a really homey feel, but it's, you know, because it's part of UAB, they can take advantage of a lot of the like purchasing contracts and things like that. So, so I've gone, I've been to UAB Highlands a couple of times for stuff, and I love it. How many beds are at Children's, Michelle? So it's three hundred and something. I can tell you that today I had to be on. There's this call we have to do. I have to alternate with the rest of our little management team. We report these numbers every day, and so in that call every morning, they tell us our inpatient census. Today, it was 320, and we had announcements all day saying high census alert, high census alert. So I think we're, it's like 320-something for them to start announcing that. So the doc, the physicians that are at UAB, are there physicians that have their office at UAB? I mean, at Children's yes. as well? So okay. all of our physicians are UAB employees. Okay. And it's because it has something to do with the fact that, you know, it's affiliated with the medical school and the medical students and the residents are all through UAB. And so the physicians in all of the divisions, so like I work, I I work with the kidney patients. So the division of nephrology is a UAB division, but all of their clinics and all of the inpatients are staffed by children's hospital employees. Oh, okay. Speaking of UAB holidays, what are y'all doing for the fourth? I do not have a plan set in stone yet, but that is how, like, usually I'll probably, uh-huh. I'll probably do something with Shannon Cooper and I'll probably, it'll probably involve, you know, we'll probably go float uh, in a canoe or I don't know, go somewhere, camp, something like that. But I don't know. I don't have, I have no plans. What about y'all? 
What about us, Rachel? Um, well, I mean, Friday night, you know, where we'll be. Oh, I do. I work Sunday morning, so I'll be doing my regular Sunday thing. And then I'm off Monday, but I think Kevin's working. So um, we don't have a lot of big plans for the weekend. Well, Rains. I, has she I, done anything since Chappaqua? She worked today um, in the daytime. And then I think she works again Thursday night. And then when does when does she move? The weekend of August fourteenth. Okay, so you got like six and then weeks. she yeah, and then she thank you for I'm that. I'm sorry, I'm just um, like you. I'm pre grieving <laughs> with you. I'm like you got to be prepared. It's gonna hit you like a ton of bricks, and so you got to be position yourself in reality. The two times that I've really not done well, the first one was on like Senior Sunday at church, uh-huh. and they had them all come out and um, stand with us, and then we were supposed to pray over them. Mm. And I was fine until Kevin looked at me like, okay, why don't you pray? Mm-hmm. Well, do it. I just completely lost it. And then Sunday night we were leaving. They had done the chapel choir home concert and we were leaving there. We were going to meet Chris and Tim to eat and we're driving. And Kevin said something about something funny that Reigns had said. And I just started crying and I was like, I'm not ready for her to go. I don't, you know. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you. I'm like. And Kevin said, well, let's maybe don't talk about that right now. And when you've had her there all the time, uh, I know, I don't, listen, you cry all you want. Don't hold oh, back. Oh, I will. I will. Get it on out because it's just going to continue. And the more you hold it back, you know, there's a quote, like when you don't express your feelings, they're just going to come up when you don't expect it, when it's really inconvenient. Oh, yeah. I've gotten over that whole stuff it down and maybe nobody will notice. Good, 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 good. So, yeah. I totally, totally understand that. And I don't know about you, but my children were so annoyed that I missed them. Like I had to quit, <laughs> express it. Like they were like, they're having so much fun. And I'm like, oh, my duckies are leaving the net. You know, I was saying like these sentimental things and they, they really both are pretty unsentimental, but they kind of yeah. tolerate me, my mushy gush. And so I really had to do it. Like I could not do it to them or with them. I could not express it to them. Reigns is pretty not mushy mm-hmm. a whole lot either um, right at the end of school and they were going to do this band concert and they had sort of thrown it together at the last minute because of COVID yeah. and they weren't sure if they were going to get to have it and all that kind of stuff and so that day she and I went to eat lunch and she said well I guess my clarinet career is going to be over tonight oh my god and <laughs> I said well yeah but you know if you I mean you can always play in the orchestra at church if you ever feel like you want to or you know, may you may still decide that you want to do that at state or whatever but yeah I mean I guess it could be over tonight. And I said, I'll, I'll just say this about that. Um, I said, I'm, I'm grateful that y'all both have done band because it's given you a skill that you can have your whole life mm-hmm. if you want it. And going into a really big school like that, I think it was good because it sort of gave y'all a group to identify with mm-hmm. as soon as you got there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I said it about like mm-hmm. this, like I was not, I was not crying. Mm-hmm. I was not sentimental. I was just making those two mm-hmm. statements. And she knows, she looks up and she goes, are you finished being sappy? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I was like, you were like, that was like very lightweight sappy. That was not even. I mean, that was like just a, just a comment. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth is not far off of that. Any hint of sentimentality or I get the, I get a lot of pushback from that. So I have to hold it in in front of her and then she walks away and I fall apart. Why do you think she's like that? I, she came out that way. Okay. It's just, it's just her. I can think about her as a little bitty girl 
just being kind of flat like that. I could, Anna as a little girl was very animated and pretending that she was Wendy and Peter Pan was coming to the window and Mary Elizabeth's over there going, Peter Pan is not at the window. Anna <laughs> like that is that is not how like, she's just very it's just her very literal and dry like dry humor not unlike rain maybe it's a second child thing I, I understand where it comes from but it just it's just yeah, funny to yeah, me yeah especially because I'm not super mushy either well but it is a really big deal that your child is yes. not like they that's and they don't have a reference point yet no, no, right. but I've tried to be really intentional about saying, and I'm so excited for her. Yeah. I'm so excited about mm-hmm. the opportunities for her, but I actually like her as a person and I'm going to miss that. Yes. Not so much like I'm not grieving that my children don't need me anymore. You know, it's not that I'm not, it's not an identity crisis for me. It's just, I really, they're really kind of, you know, have turned into these people that I like. Yes, I totally get that. It was an identity thing for me. I think so much of my identity was as a mom, really. And so I didn't realize that until they left. And I was like, now what? I I get that to a degree, but part of it is for me that I've always felt really, I don't think that being a mother has been a natural thing for me. I don't mean that I'm a bad mother because I've obviously kept them alive and taken care of them. (laughs) Whereas a lot of people I know were like, once they became mothers, Mm -hmm. that was like they knew why they were put on earth. I didn't have that experience. I've never felt like my identity as a mother was sort of the, you know, the primary thing Mm -hmm. because I've always felt very inadequate at that. Huh. Interesting. Um, well, I felt, and I can remember, I can remember people saying, "Oh, well, you know, as soon as that baby's born, you'll just, you know, everything is so natural, and it'll, you know." And I remember thinking, "Well, the natural thing is that you have the instinct to take care of them, but knowing what to do to take <laughs> care of them is a whole different yeah. thing." Like that, I, I will say, came very naturally to me, infancy and childhood. But yeah, the teens, that was hard for me. That was, I was like, what is this? Nobody likes teenagers, yeah, though. No, no. <laughs> like one day you have these sweet little children who are hugging you and telling you they love you. And the next minute they literally are spitting venom. They can't stand <laughs> you. They can't stand to see you. They can't stand to hear you. I mean, that's what it is. You don't know anything. You know, you're idiots. You're an idiot. And literally two months before it was different. And then it just changes and you're like, and it's not fun. And then about the time they start to be decent human beings, they leave yes. home. Yes. <laughs> and so you're like, well, it's true. great. It's true. And now, yeah, that minor, like Anna definitely is starting to come back around, you know, come back around. I, you know, I had a Bible study teacher one time who said teenagers are like cats. You know, they, you just have to let them come to you. You just mm-hmm. need to not, like, don't go after them, let them come to you when they're ready. And then she said, and then when they get in their twenties, they become more like dogs again. And I'm <laughs> like, that, that resonated with me. I was like, ah. Reigns and their group did their chapel choir tour last week and they were in Colorado. And so they got home like Friday afternoon, like about 4.30. Okay. So Kevin was going to pick her up on the way, on his way home from work. They flew into Atlanta and then they rode a bus back over here. So she's texting me, hey, you know, they're thinking, they're saying the ETA is about 4.30. I said, do you want to go to Mexican? Because if you do, I'll just meet y'all there. And if not, daddy can run your home. And so she texts me back and she's like, well, I haven't been to bed. I'm not really feeling like I'm going to, you know, want to socialize tonight. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I text Kevin. I'm like, hey, you need to bring her home. And oh, by the way, she hasn't slept. So don't ask her any questions. Just give her a hug. Tell her you love your 
and you're glad she's home and don't say anything okay. else. <laughs> uh, no, don't talk to it. Right. <laughs> tell it. And when she gets ready to tell us about it, she'll tell us yes, about it. You're so yeah. right. See, that I really struggled with that part. Like I would know better than to speak in the morning. Would so so Mary Elizabeth's senior year, it was just she and I. Well, really her junior and senior year. It was just she and I. And she had really had enough of me her senior year. And so like I would wake up in the morning. We wake up in the morning and she would be getting ready. And I'd just want to be like, hey, you know, talk to her. And so many times she'd be like, please, please don't, please don't. And I was like, oh, sorry, you know, and I'd quit and I'd go do something else. But golly, it's hard for me to just not speak at all. And she would really prefer for me to not speak to her at all. Is Anna more of a talker? Anna will talk, tolerates me more. Anna, I wouldn't say she's a talker, but she is not a do not speak to me. Like, I don't want you to talk to me. I do not want any yeah. interaction. Anna will tolerate it. I mean, she might say, can you please, please not. But Mary Elizabeth has a totally different, like, cannot tolerate it at all. Like, yeah, I don't know that either one of us, either one of ours are not, like, they don't want any interaction. But Grant's our talker. Yeah. He'll just talk and talk and talk and talk, you know. And Rain's, when she's in the mood to talk, that's great. But when she's not, she's not. And she really doesn't make any bones about that. Yeah, totally fine. But man... I just, oh, it's so hard to live with someone in the house who does not want to talk to you. That must be how Tim feels, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) There are lots of times when Chris and I are walking and I'm like tracking right with Tim. I'm like, Tim and I might be like, we are a lot alike. So crazy. I know. Like, I understand that he needs to eat his three meal. Like when it is time for lunch, he needs to eat. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm so that way. Like breakfast, lunch, dinner. I'm looking for the next meal. It's been a month or so ago but Chris texted me one night and she was like Tim needs somebody to talk to (laughs) (laughs) seriously I need to call me like you want to come over (laughs) I was like oh are you not home and she's like no I'm home but I'm (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so funny bless heart well and yeah I think I feel like Shannon is a little bit probably like you Chris like he's definitely an introvert likes to have his own time and I do feel like sometimes that I can tell but I'm like I've got got to be quiet I've got to just stop talking he needs a break (laughs) from the talking well that's probably good then that y'all have a little distance well yeah oh yeah oh Oh, you missed it talking about she mentioned the ottoman yeah I said I've been meaning to bring that on a walk to and that's what I've been saying anyway told her I was telling her how low maintenance Reigns and Madeline are thank god (laughs) Mary Elizabeth was pretty low maintenance well really both of mine were pretty low maintenance by standards of things you know people I've heard and things I've heard from you know stories I think this may be the only place I know of that does like decorators and stuff I'm sure other places do but they're kind of yeah I've never heard anyone else that like they have a thousand dollars on dorm decorator but I mean I I know people who have kids you know that because growing up in Memphis I know people have kids that went to Ole Miss and that was like a thing yeah. And I'm just like, I just can't even. Like, there, there are people that have spent more on those dorm rooms than I've spent on my own bedroom. <laughs> yes. Yes, or easily. Or <laughs> for one full year. No, eight, nine months. What anyway, I'm pretty Ottoman. like at um, Swanee? So, at Swanee, it was very eclectic. Like, nobody had anything matching. Like, they set up their their um, roommates were assigned to them. 
like based on, I don't I really don't even know what criteria, but they figured out some criteria and assigned roommates and Anna, we loved Anna's. They were the perfect roommates and they just kind of brought their own stuff and they both kind of said, well, we both like blue. So they tried to kind of both have blue things, but it ended up just being whatever. And so, and, and it worked great and everybody was like that there. Did they stay together for four years? No, because um, Kelly played lacrosse for um, Swanee. And so she had really needed to live with lacrosse people and I guess sophomore, junior year, they were doing a lot of traveling and their work schedules were different. So they just decided that they would, but they still, they stayed best friends and hung out a lot, but she had new roommates, um, really every year, which was kind of fun. I had a new apartment every year after college. (laughs) Well, that's fun. Did you ever, did you ever live where everyone else lived in Mountain Lodge or what was the other one, Woodmere Creek? No, I did not. But I lived, I think I told you I lived in that prison camp looking thing over in Homewood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, see, I feel like you probably are immune from COVID. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> from that. You know, that's like true. that's one of those. That's very true. Yeah. Okay. So Rachel, you know what else I was thinking about What's today that? is that. I really feel like your listeners need to know, well, if my memory's right, that weren't you the quarterback of our intramural football I was football the wide receiver. Okay. I knew you had a big role. Like we were all supposed to watch I you. was the wide receiver, yes. Okay. Okay. I knew you were so And I was big. fast because back okay. then I was yeah, skinny. <laughs> well, I mean, weren't we all? But I, I remember I was, I was like kind of, the skinniest I've ever been in my life in college because I ran all mm-hmm. the time, but and I was the center. Okay. I, like there's what? something in me that thinks either Missy or Sherry Hannah was the quarterback, but I could be wrong about that. Well, and you were a year or two ahead of me. And so I think they were. And then I, I was, I think it was Alice. Yes. It would have been Alice that my age, but now Alice was yes. also a runner. Like she was a, um, she may have Fast. been a wide receiver, a receiver also. Yeah, I just have these visuals of everybody watch Rachel and Alice. Yeah, I, I don't anyway. remember. I don't think I was the quarterback. Okay, well, yeah, we have to, we need to pull that. I can somewhere. remember, I remember um, telling, like, talking to my parents and uh-huh. saying, oh, you know, I scored three touchdowns today on the intramural team or whatever. <laughs> and my mom being like, yes, I did not raise you to be a football player. Oh, absolutely not. You know, and I was like, yeah, but yeah, mom, it's like a class going, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe if you were, you know, studying chemistry as much as you were playing football, which that's a, that's a joke because I failed <laughs> chemistry like three times. I have a hard time with the chemistry too. A really I, hard time. Chris, did you didn't play football, did you? No, that was my thing. Yeah. You know, I'm afraid of everybody and everything. So it was hard to mix it up. So, I feel like I remember you being a, a frequent spectator. I do not know, but well, you know, I like to tell people that Karen Fairchild is probably still wounded from, uh, you know, us beating them on the intramural field. Now, oh, I have. She no may doubt. be over it since she has more money than you know any of us or all yeah. of us put together. But they're probably not. She probably thinks about that. I, all I the feel time. like she does. I feel like it yeah. just doesn't come up How in her concerts not? because she doesn't want to. 
wonder wait for your, it's going to be going crown around like at concerts. <laughs> exactly. 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 Okay, that's hilarious. Um, but no, Melanie Boyd was on our team, and um, I'm trying to remember. Well, I remember Smoby being on there right. because she was my big and she and I were, of course, were cutting up, singing, dancing in the backfield. Yeah. Well, I mean, anybody that was tall, because if you could throw it Uh over somebody, then you had a pretty good chance to score. So I'm, you know, I'm thinking Smoby and um, Alice and Suzanne Harrington, maybe. Uh I don't remember Suzanne. I don't think Suzanne. I remember just Smoby and Alice. But, um, but I, I mean, I could I be wrong. I have some pictures somewhere. All my pictures, I think, are at my mom's, and I'm going to have to go up there and get them because Chris. Mine are all here, and I don't think I have any of intramural football. Um, so I hope you have some. Yeah, I'm going to have to go up there and get them because when we went to see, when we went to Oxford and, and saw Mary, Christy, and Martha and, and Shannon, they had all pulled all these pictures out, and I was like, I don't even know where mine are. And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, oh, I bet they're all still at my mom's. Because I don't think I have anything at my house that's pre-wedding. That is such a, like, I have, I have all of mine, all of Anna's, and some of Mary Elizabeth's. Like, I have everybody's stuff here. And it's all mixed together. Yeah. I've, you I live like I'm, an animal, Michelle. <laughs> right? I mean, there's popsicle sticks on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> That's just from me, though. But no, I know it's it's. I'm just saying. How did everybody stuff end up here? I'm thinking I'm gonna send mine on with Aunt to Aunt. I'm gonna call Anna up and say I'm sending you a box of all. So of I remember when Kevin and I, not too long after we got married, his parents still lived in Mississippi, and they uh, were uh, getting ready to move back to Northwest Alabama, where his both of them had grown up, and. Yeah. So they were cleaning out the house that it's not the house Kevin went to high school in, but they moved very like maybe when he was a junior in high school or something like that. Uh And they had lived there from then on. So this was like maybe 10 or 12 years later. And we went over there to visit one weekend and they were like, Hey, you need to get your stuff out of the guest room. (laughs) And Kevin was like, out of the guest room. Yeah, And it was like, had been his bedroom. You know, yes, yes. <laughs> they were like, yes, you need to move your stuff out of our extra yeah, room. And you're, we don't know why you think you belong. It was like, okay, now that you're yeah. married, you need all of your stuff out of our house. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, we brought yeah. whatever little bit was left, you know, it was some pictures and maybe an annual or something. I mean, it wasn't a, wasn't a ton, but it was just funny because they were like, yeah, like we are officially done with right. you. Yeah. You are no longer. So maybe you need to tell all the girls to get their stuff out of the guest room. Seriously. Well, it's in the attic. Uh, but yes. That may be worse. Yes, yeah, so I kind of don't want to fool with it. It's kind of like up there. I'm like, eh, I'll just leave it. Yeah. But yeah, um, it may, does make me want to like pull out all my zaps talking about this. Okay. But I was just thinking about it earlier today. I was thinking about, for some reason, I was, I was having a football Intramural football flashback. Well, I try to relive those glory days on a fairly regular basis with my family. And they just look at oh, me. I mean, shouldn't. my kids just look at me like I have lost my ever-loving mind. They just mind. don't understand no. today. They, it was really so, it was so much fun. It was such a, like, everybody played intramural. Well, not everybody. 
No offense, Chris. I just mean everybody wins. Yeah, I mean, even if like you didn't play, you went over there and cheered. Yes. Yes, it was what we did. Right. That or going to the calf, and that yeah. was it. And so, yeah. And those were, I mean, Rachel, I can attest to the fact that you were an excellent, excellent <laughs> football player. Thank you very much. I'm just saying, I remember, that's what I was remembering today, was that I feel like people should that know that so about funny. you. Well, yeah. I appreciate you heard it here first, folks. I appreciate right. you bringing that up because, like I said, no problem. I, I really don't feel like that people um, give me the the credit due for that part of my life. So the notoriety, you should, yeah. Well, in my brain, it's pretty big. Like you have a very large trophy size um, Good. place in the wall. Of my memory. The other thing that you mentioned zaps. Mm -hmm. So around the time of prom, I was asking Reigns, I was like, Hey, like, so, cause we went, you know, she and a bunch of girls got dressed together and we went and took their pictures and when the boys picked them up and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Hey, so when you get, when y'all actually get to the prom, will you get like an official picture? Like, is there like a photographer that'll be there? Is there a photo booth Uh or... Yeah, like the setup. Yeah, the you know, boy and, and she just sort of looked like at set. me like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, you know, like, we all have these prom pictures that were like the, you know, whatever the theme was. was. There was, the theme, you know, yes. and, and so there was like a backdrop and there was a photographer and you paid your $10 and, you know, all that kind of thing. And you got your, like, the, and it, you know, it had like the dance name on the bottom and where it was, you know, all that yes. kind of stuff. And she's just, and you got the package with the wallet yeah, size. You know, and she's just and sort of looking 10. at me like, uh, yeah, sure. Mom, like whatever. And so then I proceed to try to explain to her about zap and like how, <laughs> yeah. you know, there was, there were, when we got to college, there would be somebody that would just kind of wander around and take candid pictures the whole night. And like, it was a huge deal when the zap, proofs came in and everybody went flying, you know, went to the, to the sorority room and you had to Mm -hmm. do your order. And, you know, and I was like, and it was this, you know, going to be a couple of weeks before you actually got your printed pictures, you know, and in your, yes. And like you wanted, you know, you always wanted to make sure that like you and your big sister and all your, you know, all your people in your family got one together and you and your roommate got one together and you and your pledge class got one. Together. And I was like, and the zap man was like such a thing. And of course she's just looking at me like, so there were yeah. somebody wandering around with a camera. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, yeah. because you weren't carrying a camera in your hand. Like nobody had a camera. Right. Yeah, Cause you're on a date. Yeah. And and then yeah. I began, as I went, as I'm hearing myself sort of explain this, I'm like, this makes no sense to these people. Mm-hmm. And she's just looking no. at me like, yeah. What yeah. Like we, yeah, there was, we didn't have a phone. We didn't have cell phones. They don't understand. We couldn't, there uh-uh. were no selfies. And she's going, okay. And no... they called it zap. And I, was <laughs> like, I wonder what that came from. You know, um, Mary Elizabeth and at Alabama, they have zaps. So she knows mm-hmm. what it is. Like she had, she has got, I have her, like, updated zaps at my house that's funny from current day but i think it's just the state schools and i don't well, know some of those pictures that shannon and them brought were zap pictures how fun but yeah i have all my zaps of course do y'all remember They're the awesome. brief period of time when before uh cell phones were were a thing that at weddings 
the people at the wedding would have just boxes and boxes of disposable cameras and apps on the table just yep. to take all the pictures that they wanted yes. and you know we'll spend seven thousand dollars and have them developed and see if any of them come out right i feel like that was like in like the period of time when our group was getting married and right yeah, after I think that you're right like when we were in our 20s then, to maybe mid 30s yeah, that was a thing. like there was yeah. A, yeah yeah like a period of time when that was happening yeah. And I wonder when it stopped. Like then it just kind of stopped. Well, probably when digital cameras became a thing. Oh, right. And cell phones. That probably But digital cameras were a thing before cell phones were a thing. Because I remember when Grant was born, right? So he was born at the end of 2000. And I mean, we, we saved up and spent big money to buy a video camera. (laughs) And saved and paid big money to buy a big video camera. Yes. Although it was not yeah. as big as, as you know, the ones prior to that had been. I mean, they were they were beginning to get smaller and smaller. And this one was like a handheld video camera. And it was like a thing. A um, I don't think it was digital because I think that yeah. it was one of those deals where digital was still like five or six hundred dollars more. And so that would have been right around 2000. And it's not long after that, that like cameras started being digital or you could get a video camera that was both. Kylie, see, that's just like a big blur in my head. I know. When I started working at Southern Living, they weren't digital. They still used film. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't, it was like a big deal to switch to digital because they didn't have the mechanism to store digital photography they had to build that before right. they could start you know using digital photography yeah funny you know i wonder if if i wonder if the kids because they probably don't have to go to the sorority house to look at zaps anymore they probably just get an email oh, i'm sure with a file right or a know? website it, they probably go to yeah something I bet that they don't, like, there's no, you don't have to be inconvenienced enough to go to the sorority house to the, you know, and pass around the one sheet right. of right. those tiny little thumbnails. And, and, like, you had to have your check-in and all that, like, because once the Zap stuff was gone. Yeah, if it's mailed in, You it's couldn't, gone. like, just get on the website and add your order. Which probably now it's there all the time. Like if you want, you want to go look at your party from your freshman year and order some uh-huh. of those. It's just a, it's in the yep. file in the on the website. Man, I would like to go back and order some. I now. thought for a long time that I would I would love to go to school in the age of the internet, just because yeah. I think research would be so much simpler. Oh God. I cannot even begin to tell you how much my head hurts right now thinking about what we used to have to do to look anything up. When we were in college, we had to go to the physical library and get actual books off of the actual shelf using the Dewey Decimal System. And if you needed needed to keep anything, you had to make copies of all the pages. On the copier. One page at a time. One at a time. Uh Uh-huh. I cannot, like, I think about that sometimes, and I, I, I was telling, I told one of my kids, I can't remember which one, but I was telling them, and they were, they were, like, astounded, like, what? 
You had to do what? Yes. It's so hard to explain. That's like our version of walking uphill backwards. Yes. Both, I mean, in the snow exactly. both ways. I mean, why do you think those library buildings are so huge? Yeah. <laughs> because they had to have all the books. And so I guess now, really, they don't need them, but they're there. Yeah. So we just might as well keep them. Sure. And I do know plenty of people who really just prefer to go and hold the oh, book. Oh, that's me. I, you know, I've heard you mention that yes, a few times. Yes, I, I, I got to hold my book in my hand. Yes. But still, with the research? Yeah. Now, I don't have to hold my textbooks and my research books necessarily. So you don't have to, like, go get the encyclopedia and no, open it up to feel satisfied. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I cannot tell you the amount of paper I've used over the years printing articles and stuff off the internet that I want to read because I got to yeah. hold it in my hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have, I have journal articles that work. I do not like to read on the computer. I like to waste, go ahead and waste yeah. the paper yeah. and just get it in my hand. So I get my highlighter right. and highlight the things I want to read later. And then I might read it once or twice after that. But I re it's really like, a, it's a whole thing. I have to have it printed out. I have to highlight the parts I want to keep. Yeah, so I still have paper. Okay, files. so what about your Bible? Do you do it your Bible or do you do it on the on a device? Absolutely not on a device. <laughs> That's like uh, uh no. I have the one that I have like that I can doodle in the margins and I have like all these pictures drawn yeah, in mine. Yeah. And I have to be able to write like any like I've heard I heard that that you, you all talked to some girls this week where one of them didn't want anything written in her book. And I just cannot understand that. But she said that she does not like, she likes hers un, yes. Yes. unaltered in any way. I, if I'm, if I have a book and I'm going to keep it, it's going to have all kinds oh, of Oh yeah, stuff me it. too. It's going to have underlines with, with probably colored pencil and lots of little doodles out to the side. And sometimes I'm going to have to write part of the phrase and pretty writing out to the side just to absorb it. Or I'm going to have to write, me too, or yeah. this reminds <laughs> put a star by yeah, it. or this reminds me yeah. of you know my friend, or I've been here, yeah. you know that kind of yes. thing. Deja vu, yes, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yes, every mine's all of those. I have writing on all of my things that have words on them. So now, Chris, you're kind of a combination, right? Yes, but you know. I'm real weird because I don't like to mix up my pens. So I love reading online, but I don't like to start something with one pen unless it's going to carry me through to the whole thing. But you also uh, don't like you listen to some of your books online, like Audible and that kind of stuff, too. Yes. Yes. But, you know, I don't read. What did I say the other day on? Um, when we were you said you don't read to remember yeah i don't read to remember <laughs> oh yeah well and i'm i am like trying to remember everything and so that's why i underline because I'm, I'm like i want to i want to remember this i want to come back and look at this again and i never do ever but when i'm reading it i want i feel like i, I think i'm gonna want to remember it. so maybe i just need to go ahead and accept that i'm like chris i really am not gonna remember and that's okay right I tried to save books for a long time when we had a bookshelf in our old house, but I mean, none of them, I don't read a lot. None of them were great books. Plus now we have a little neighborhood library that I like to put stuff in. So I may come put some in your neighborhood library. Should. 
I give her okay, stuff to okay. go to her neighborhood library. Yeah. Okay, now are y'all that way with maps? Like, do you like the paper map? I I love the look of a paper map, and I can read a paper map, which sounds funny, but it's kind of a skill that everybody doesn't have. But I don't ha like I'm fine with a GPS. Okay, so I love to have a paper map that I can write things on the map about like what I saw, where I've been, the dates that I went. And I oh, like okay. to highlight kind of, kind of like a journal. Yes, like a map slash journal. But then what happens is I get this stack of maps and like I have these great ideas. Like I'm going to, you know, shellac this onto a piece of wood and make art out of it. Yes. And then I just have a stack of maps with nothing, you know, I haven't really done anything with them. Yeah. And so, yeah, but I love to have the map. Like, what about a cartoon map? I love, uh, any kind okay. of map is fine. Okay. And I think, I guess I have the skill. Of, I didn't know it was such a skill, but I can read the map. And it's probably from growing up with, you know, my, the parents that I have who still to this day have, you know, the giant atlas in the back seat of their car that I think they probably still use that instead of GPS. But I love, like, I love to be able to look at it. I love to see where everything goes. So do you ever look at Pinterest and see all the different things that people have done with maps? No, I had to, I had to cut Pinterest out of my life because it was taking up too much of my time. <laughs> I am not, I'm, a, I'm, I'm officially grounded from Pinterest, but I'm, I mean, I, I can imagine. Like what was your and favorite go-to research thing to research on Pinterest? Back Back in the day, I, I was doing a lot of like looking up outfits and recipes and, oh, you know what? I was going through a sewing phase where I was so, I got my, I had my um, sewing machine. I was looking up easy little patterns to make, like things to make for baby gifts and stuff like that. Like free patterns, free recipes, you know, stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. I love to look at recipes on Pinterest, which is hilarious because I don't cook that much. I don't either. I don't either. I just want to see what they do and think, I always think maybe there's something that's easy and quick that I'm going to just blow the socks off my family. Yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, it's never the case. And, you know, usually on Pinterest, like they have some cute little idea. Like at the time, back when I was allowed to be on Pinterest, you know, my kids were still in school and I was looking for things like, you know, teacher gifts or, you know, graduation gifts, stuff right. like that, that I could make look really cute because I do not really have that ability. I got I can't just figure it out. I have somebody has to show me how to make that cute. Chris. Yes. I, I was wondering about your pot holders. Are you still making your pot holders? Yes, absolutely. I wonder if Pinterest has like patterns for like how to kind of weave pictures into your pot. Oh holders. no, I haven't done that on Pinterest yet. As a matter of fact, I probably made 50 around Christmas uh -huh. time and yeah. had to take a break. I imagine, did you have like blisters? Uh, no, not blisters, but um, okay. just, I, you know, burned out. So. Okay. I don't know about your pot holders, so you need to tell our listeners about your pot holders. You don't know about my pot holders? I don't think so. Okay. Well, those loom pot holders that yeah. you sit down and make one's coming your way for your birthday <laughs> <laughs> oh, goody, goody, goody. Hey, those are some nice there's some nice pot holders i mean I, they really are I, she does a good job she's like a professional i can't wait i did some 
Auburn ones from my Auburn friends, some Alabama ones from my Alabama friends. Like I could make, I can make a houndstooth one. I mean, it's, it's. So what got you started on this? I like that. Hold on. Let me answer this one. I really feel like she got inspired to be arts and crafty when we went on a girl's trip to Monteagle and Lisa Robertson Cooper and I were talking about doing art. Okay. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of kidding. But is that, am I- You're exactly right. That's it. Because uh-huh. Michelle and Lisa were outside painting and I just went in and took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, okay, y'all have fun. I'm good. Yeah. And then she was, well, we were talking about how relaxing it is. Like Lisa is really like a for real legit artist. She's really good. Like she commissions paintings and is real legit. I like to do it for just for fun and relaxation. I'm about an eighth grade level and that's fine with me, but it's very relaxing. And so we were telling Chris that, you know, I think we were like, you should find something you enjoy because it's so relaxing. Or maybe you said, I need to find something. Well, and so also I did that and it was a good way to make cheap Christmas gifts. That's right. You know, and I think, I feel like people really appreciate a homemade item. Well, sure they do. Absolutely. Yeah, Made with love. I mean, I know I did. So. I felt like I had really, like, the all of your heart and soul. Oh, it was all my heart and soul. Yeah. So do so, you yeah. have crafts that are art type things that you go, that you do all the time, Michelle? You know, kind of my thing right now is I really totally stole from Lisa. I, you know, you always need a card for something. So I have these little watercolor cards that I like to sketch and draw things out. And then when somebody has an occasion or an event, then I put it in the mail. Or if you know someone has done something nice for me, I, I draw their pet. I like to sketch that's pets. Funny. And then I can, that's like, it's kind of a thank you. And I mean, again, hear me say, I'm about an eighth grade level. Like it's not, they're not, like these are not, people are not going to be paying me to do these. It's fun and people seem to like them. And so I enjoy doing it. And it's fun. Like I also have gotten some watercolors involved knowing nothing, but literally every single time I get something going, I text Lisa, look at this. What do I need to do? And she'll send me back pointers anyway. But yes, it's right now I'm on sketching and I add watercolors. I like that. Yeah. So it's really, I'm not kidding when I say really in eighth grade. I say that nobody's going to pay you to do that. I think that's kind of an interesting Anytime anybody starts to do something or they, whether it's that or whether it's just like with the podcast, you know, people are automatically Mm -hmm. like, well, y'all need to, you know, y'all need to get advertisers. Y'all need to get sponsors and, or like Mm -hmm. with your stuff, I hear a lot of people say, well, you should sell those. And I told Chris, I was like, if we, if we start having sponsors, then we're going to have to record a podcast even when we don't want to. (laughs) Right. Right. And like right now I just do it. I feel like it. I know. Yeah. I don't know how to explain that. I kind of picked it up from her. Like when she and I were doing these like meetups because we were roommates mm-hmm. at Stanford. And so we were having these like visits where we would just meet up for a weekend and just sit around and sketch in watercolor. And I literally was like, I didn't even know I could draw anything. And I was like, okay, well, it's, I mean, it, it looks like it, what it, I'm trying to make it look like kind of. It's, uh, it's, it's I look like Pangman and that's it. Well, see, that's what I would have said before about myself. So maybe you just need to practice. With well, well, and the other <laughs> side of that is just coming. letting yourself just do whatever. And it doesn't have to look like something or it doesn't have, you know, you just. Yeah. 
Okay, okay. here's my favorite quote from today. This is not from, it, this is not Babylon B, but it's called notthebee.com. After 18 plastic surgeries, this British dude is coming out as Korean. <laughs> <laughs> So what is that transnational? <laughs> yes, my word. Yes, yes. I, okay. I think I'm too old to, to really understand. I mean, there have been times Kevin and I are looking at each other like, "Okay, now remind me again what non-binary is." And uh, I mean, I I can't keep it all straight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't have it straight either, and I feel like I I feel like I need I need to, especially as my like my kids' friends are you know identifying right it's very hard to remember. And then if I address their friend incorrectly and they correct me and they're, they're, you know, indignant. And I'm like, really, I'm not yeah. trying to be like this. This is, you don't understand what it's like to live for 50 years with one set of one understanding set of and, then and then you change it in the middle. Yes. 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 Like when I was in the fifth grade, they told us you better learn the metric system because it's coming Still mm-hmm. can't come yet. So yeah. Well, I mean, I think it showed up, but I don't think anybody paid any attention to it. So I don't think it stayed around. Yeah. What's yeah. your go-to meal when you eat at a, at a Mexican restaurant? My go-to meal is going to be a shrimp quesadilla. Really? Yes. I know that's so weird. I'm, I'm like, oh. But I also, like, I really love if they have, you know, the, the tacos with the little ones with the corn tortillas, with the carnitas, the yes, steak, like and the, the onions and the cilantro. Yeah, like the but they have to tacos. be, it has to be the, yeah, street tacos, they have to be good. I don't like those at, like, your regular chain restaurant. Yeah. I like them at, like, and I'm more authentic. Uh-huh. They have to be right. With the lime, you squeeze the lime okay, on Okay, so what's your go-to Mexican restaurant? I love El Taco Loco on Valley Avenue. Taco Casa, to me, is the holy grail of fast food tacos. Yes. Well, once we got started talking, we kept on talking and talking and talking. So you'll hear the rest of our time with Michelle next week. She'll talk a little bit about some of her outdoor adventures and we'll preview our upcoming family vacation to Colorado. Can't wait to see you then.